What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sabercast. This here is episode 10. And uh, yeah, big milestone, double digit episodes. And it only took uh, just over a year or so um, to accomplish that. But nevertheless, we are back for a third straight episode with my good friend, David. And if you listened to the last two episodes where we talked about our standings predictions for the National and American League, then you know who he is. And uh, if you don't, uh, remember or hadn't heard the first couple episodes that featured David, uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back for three straight episodes, man. Look at this. Um, hello, everybody. I'm David. I've been a Tampa Bay slash Orlando fan in sports for around seven to eight years now. I have, I have been co-running the instagram page nfl.nerds for around uh, i'd say two months now so if you're interested in the sport of football and you want to see a more analytical approach to certain aspects of it highly suggest you check out the page i'm also on twitter at the ray zone so you can follow me there i tweet usually about uh simple stuff or i put my opinion out there as well so you can give me a follow if you ever want to see my opinion on certain things. And that's about it. Awesome. Well, uh, always happy to have you here and uh, know that our conversations are always going to be great. And today we're going to be talking about our awards predictions for both the National and American League. And then we will go over our postseason bracket based on our standings predictions, uh, which we talked about in the last couple of episodes. Um, quick point here. Uh, David and I started recording this about 20 minutes ago. We got about 15, 20 minutes uh, into recording this, and uh, <laughs> we uh, I completely forgot forgot to start the recording of the uh, of the conversation. So if we sound maybe uh, dead or like we're repeating ourselves a little bit for the first five minutes or so or 10 minutes or so, then forgive us. We're just talking about the same stuff we just talked about completely my fault uh mistake on my end but uh we're here to, to have a good conversation and uh glad we didn't get too deep into uh into our picks before i realized oh. that i hadn't started the recording imagine if we went the imagine we recorded everything or no we said everything and then it just we didn't record yeah i'm glad i caught it now and oh. in an hour that would have been, been horrible. Awful. We just had to scrap the whole thing. I we wouldn't be able to record another episode no. and then me edit it. And I put it out. can't. Ugh. No way. 
Well, uh, tonight is uh, opening day eve, which is an exciting time, probably the best day of the year, maybe outside of your favorite holiday. But uh, this is certainly a holiday in itself and probably my favorite. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys are going to be listening to this uh, later tonight. I plan to get this edited or edited. Jeez, I can't talk. Uh, edited later tonight and then posted later tonight. But you guys will probably be listening on opening day. So if you are, happy opening day. And I uh, hope you guys are able to watch a lot of fun baseball. And uh, every team's O and O. That's the beauty of it. Uh, every team's got a shot. A fun day tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Everybody's team's in contention. Everybody's team's in first place. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, and dive into this here, starting in the National League. Uh, let's start with our uh, NL MVP picks here. I want to I wanna hear who your pick is. Well, normally, you know, you'd probably hear someone say like, oh, you know, Mookie Betts or like Cody Bellinger or someone of that sort. But I kind of wanted to make it a little more fun. So I'm going to go with Juan Soto as the MVP for the National League. I just think to see how successful he's been uh, in in basically just two full years, really, if you want to count 2020 a full year, I don't. In two full years in the Vegas to see the kind of production he's put up at only 22 years old, I mean, the sky is is the limit for him. And I really, really like him. Um, I really think he's going to have a fantastic career. And I think this is a season we could potentially see him just absolutely um, – really showcase his true ability as one of the best hitters in baseball. Hope if he's healthy, of course, I know that as we're recording this, the nationals did have a positive COVID case. Unfortunately, there were a couple close contacts. Hopefully there's nothing bad going on there, but you know, I think that Soto can definitely be someone that a lot of people will look at. Um, he's going to be up there with some of the better hitters in the national league. And I think that, if he can just continue at the pace that he's going, he could be a, a sleeper pick. Um, I know Mookie Betts and Bellinger are still prop, arguably better players, but I think this year Soto could potentially take an MVP away from both of them. I like that pick. Soto, uh, he's young and he's already wreaked havoc on the league. He's probably the second best hitter in baseball besides uh, Mike Trout, obviously. But uh, to be doing what he's doing at 22 years old, like you said, is just uh, it's unreal to think about, and he's still got probably a healthy twenty years if all goes well left in the bigs. And um, I mean, he's the next Ted Williams. That's what we call him all the time. So uh, I'm excited about uh, what he's going to he do is. this season. It's going to be fun to watch him. Right. Well, I've got him as my runner-up for National League MVP, along with Ronald Acuna Jr. in third place. But uh, you mentioned him. I got Mookie Betts as my National League MVP, probably the most well-rounded player in baseball. If you want to argue Mike Trout, that's fine. But I think that Betts has got the clear advantage in defense and probably the advantage in speed as well. So I'm, uh, I'm going to take Mookie here for NL MVP, kind of a chalk pick, best player in the National League. But I think he's going to have a great year. And uh, obviously the Dodgers are going to be one of the best teams in baseball this year. And uh, I think voters take that into consideration, um, be it as it may. But uh, I'm going with the safe pick uh, and picking Mookie here for NL MVP. I like that pick. Mookie is still one of the best players in the game. A lot of people, 
you usually they when you look at like top ten players in baseball, he's usually second on their list behind Trout. Some people are bold. They say Mookie's the best player in baseball. I can see the argument. I still think it's Trout though, but that's just me. Um, still a great player. I mean, he's very very good. He hits the ball fantastic, and he's also a good defender. So he has that over Trout. His defense is still elite. You can put him on any area in the outfield. He'll probably be better than most there. He's just a fantastic hitter. He's got a lot left in the tank, and he has no signs of declining. He is a great hitter, great fielder, just all-around fantastic hitter. He's basically what every team wants in, like, a cornerstone player. And you said it perfectly. So I've got Mookie as my NL MVP. You've got Juan Soto. Let's go ahead and move on to National League Cy Young. And this one might be an easy pick for both of us, but uh, not sure if we have the same guy here. Spoiler, we don't. I mean, obviously, we just recorded this. We just had this conversation for about five to ten minutes about our NL Cy Young picks. Uh, I'm an idiot. So, uh, Pasco, or David, sorry. David, why don't you go ahead and uh, and tell us who your oh, NL man. Cy Young pick is. Um, so, for my Cy Young pick, I went with the – the simple choice, which is Jacob DeGrom. Everyone probably picks him. Uh, I see other people not picking him, but most people will say that uh, he's probably going to be uh, the Cy Young this year. He's the best pitcher in the National League, no question. He's a fantastic guy. He's he's in his 30s, and he's pitching the best he's ever pitched. He's he's basically the a Charlie Morton 2.0. You know, my race is kicking in. I can't think of any other fine wine guys. Maybe he's like Verlander, I guess. But he's doing it at an older age. He's still putting up fantastic numbers. In the shortened season, he just showed no sign of declining. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be uh, the best pitcher in the National League without question. Maybe even the best pitcher in baseball. Mm, I, don't I don't know. I think that's outlandish to say. We have to- we have to wait and see. I don't know how many Yankee fans watch this. Um, Yankee fans, I am on the uh, I'm on the Degrom is the third best pitcher in baseball train, but that's a conversation for a different mm, day. There you go, there you go. Sparks some controversy. Um, obviously, there's a lot of options in the National League. That's why I love I love the National League because there's so many good pitchers: Max Scherzer, Yu Darvish, Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Brandon Woodruff. Jack Flaherty like you could pick a lot of different guys and you could probably make a solid argument that's how fun the National League is when it comes to aces but I got Jacob DeGrom just to keep it simple I just think he's just on a great trajectory um, the only guy that I think could probably take it from him is I believe your pick Max Scherzer that's right. My pick is Mad Max, uh, even more of a fine wine than Jacob deGrom. Um, Max Scherzer in a contract year this year and uh, not getting any younger, but we know what he can do when he is uh, in peak form. He's done it for the past 10 plus years, and uh, we know how great he can be, how nasty his stuff is. And uh, he's my pick to win National League Cy Young, hoping that he can stay healthy for the full year. And I've got Jacob deGrom coming in as my runner-up and then Blake Snell in third place. So I definitely think deGrom's going to have another stellar year. 
like you said, best pitcher in the National League, hands down. But a lot of times the best pitcher in the National League or in the American League doesn't end up winning the Cy Young Award. So I'm going with Max oh. Scherzer. And uh, yeah. We've so, seen uh, that too many times this last decade. We've seen that too many times. The snubs, are, uh, the snubs have been crazy recently. I know. Okay, so let's move on to... National League Rookie of the Year, and you might be hearing some of my bias come out in my pick. Um, but oh boy, I already know who it is. I already know, yeah, who, it know is. who it is. Why don't you go ahead and uh, I know who it is. before I get into not a rant, but maybe an obvious pick, why don't you go ahead and uh, and tell us who Mini your rant. pick is? Although your pick might be pretty obvious too. I mean, for National League, I'm going with, I guess, a simple option like when. People think like, oh, who's it going to be? This is probably the first guy I think. I'm going with Pittsburgh Pirates infielder Key Ryan Hayes. Um, obviously, he got to debut in the bigs in 2020 in the shortened sample size, but it was a pretty solid sample size. Um, the Pirates are very high on him for a reason. He's very young. He's hit the ball very well in the minors. You look at his minor league stats, uh, it's going to be fun to watch him play in the bigs now. And with how bad the Pirates are, uh, he's going to be the most of the positivity on that team. So Pirates fans, they're going to get to watch him. It's going to be a tough season, but you're going to have a fantastic rookie uh, third baseman there for hopefully a couple years, depending on how his season here goes. I think it's going to be a really good season. I think he's going to have fantastic numbers. Um, the rookie of the year in the national league to me, uh, it doesn't, it's not as uh, let's say competitive as maybe an AL rookie of the year, at least off the top of my head. It's, it really could only be uh key Brian Hayes or Dylan Carlson for me. And in this case, I just went with key Brian Hayes because I'm pretty high on him. And I think his, his debut in 2020 definitely showcased the amount of potential he has at such a young age and, since he'll get an opportunity to play, I think he's going to shock some people. Listen, if I went strictly based off of logic, and uh, if I wasn't a St. Louis Cardinals fan, then I can tell you Key Brian Hayes would probably be my pick. But I am letting bias and emotion uh, get in the way of this pick and cloud it up, and I am fully embracing it. I'm going Dylan Carlson it's for National right. League Rookie of the Year. And uh, boom. Like you said, it's pretty much a two-man race between Brian Hayes and Dylan Carlson. And myself as a Cardinals fan and a Carlson truther at heart, I'm going with DC, my man. And uh, I don't know. I mean, somebody can spring up out of nowhere and win it. But those uh, those two seem to be the two logical options um, as finalists, at least. And uh, probably Brian Hayes is going to end up winning it. But hopefully Dylan Dylan Carlson can have – a solid year for the Cardinals and maybe get some consideration. I think Carlson is going to have a good year. He's going to get an opportunity, which he kind of had, but not fully, you know, he, he did get to play in 2020, but it wasn't on a full starting basis. Now, obviously the Cardinals traded Dexter Fowler. That's an outfield spot that someone's got to fill. It's going to be Carlson and he's going to do a pretty good job mainly because he hits the ball really freaking hard. Like he he hits the ball really hard and logic shows if you hit the ball hard, most of the time 
that's a good thing that happens, you know? And I think he's going to be pretty good. I don't know how good his defense is. I think he might have to work on it a little bit. Well, he had a pretty had a solid defensive plays, season. But yeah. I'm pretty I sure think he had like in the minors, year. he struggled a little on defense, I think. Yeah. Like I was told. It was a small, small sample size last year. Yeah, but still, he's still a good player. And I think if he gets a starting job, which he will, uh, he could be pretty good. And it's really just between him and, and Key Brian Hayes in my eyes. I really, I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone else that could potentially take it from him, but it's, it's kind of hard for me to think of one, you know, maybe like Sixto Sanchez, maybe, but I don't know. I just prefer Cabrian or Carlson because we've already kind of seen Sixto, to be fair. Yeah, I like Sixto Sanchez, too. I think he's another guy that could be in the running for that. I think the only thing that could hurt Dylan Carlson's case um, is is Mike Schilt. I, I'm going to say it. I've seen the lineups that uh, he's maybe mentioned uh, putting out for opening day, and they have him batting like seventh or something behind uh, behind DeYoung and Yachty. And with practically mm. no protection, like with Yachty in front of him and Tyler O'Neill or Justin Williams or somebody behind him. So uh, I don't, not... I mean, he doesn't have the protection he needs. They should put him in the two hole so that he gets some good pitches to hit. So they don't have to throw to uh, Goldschmidt or Arenado, but um, not sure that might be his downfall. That's kind of what happened last year. He didn't see too many fastballs uh, right when he came up. And that's part of why he struggled so much is because of all the curveballs and stuff he was getting. But uh, he was able to draw a lot of walks last year. I'm sure he'll and, adjust. Uh, yeah, I mean, he'll adjust. It's second and time. And also that, he walked, too. Yeah. Walks mean just as much as hits, people. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, those are our picks for uh, for Rookie of the Year. Kind of self-explanatory. Let's move on to NL Reliever of the Year. Um, Ooh. Yeah, this might be a bit controversial here. I've got a guy that is quite unpopular with one community of baseball fans and quite popular with another. You probably know who I'm thinking about, or you, you've seen who I'm thinking about. Cause I've posted all these on social media, on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatnot, but I, uh, I've, I've seen you make a couple comments about it. Yeah. You've seen me make a couple of comments. Let's hear who your national league rookie of the year is. Well, it's Josh Hader. I mean, it's, it's going to be Josh Hader. It's hard for, hard for it not to be, you know, um, obviously you had the fantastic, you know, rookie season by his teammate, Mr. Williams. Um, do I think he's going to pitch anywhere near that in a full season? Probably not. I mean, that was a very small sample size and same thing with Hader. His season was, was solid last year too, but small sample size. There were a couple iffy moments at some point I think his walk rate kind of increased in the shortened season but I think Hayter's going to be uh pretty good in the National League he's just been a fantastic uh relief pitcher the last couple years he's been a go-to guy out of that bullpen he rarely makes mistakes uh he he's a pretty reliable option and he just he hasn't lost anything that he's had he's still striking guys out and he's still not allowing runs and that's what you want out of the guy you put in to get the final three outs of a game and that's exactly what he's going to do so I got him locked in as reliever of the year another simple pick by me but 
I mean, most of these probably simple when you think about it, but I mean, the only way he wouldn't win this is if he's not wearing a Brewers jersey after July 31st, but we'll see how that goes. Well, uh, it's hard to argue with that. He is clearly um, probably, well, talent-wise, not probably, definitely the best reliever in baseball. Um, People who say Hendricks is better or Yates is better are foolish. Um, It's clearly Josh Hader. His stuff's disgusting. He strikes out an incredible amount of people. I mean, he's just, he's on another planet. Um, That said, I don't have him winning NL Rookie of the Year. I've got Edwin Diaz. My man uh, in Queens Ooh, taking home and home reliever of the year. Big Edwin Diaz guy. Uh, I mean, here's I the thing. It. He's going to strike out guys too. And he's going to be on a, a team that's going to have great success this year if all things go as planned. And in a closer role, he's going to get a lot of saves. We could be seeing something close to or reminiscent of 2018 Edwin Diaz this year for the Mets Ooh. so that that might be too bold I mean he had like a historic 2018 season but uh I mean I'm on the Edwin Diaz I doubt, I, I doubt he gets 57 saves again. I know I doubt he <laughs> saves are stupid closing pitcher as a concept is stupid but uh I don't know I mean he's he's gnarly and he's got what it takes clearly he's, he's it's, he's it's just good. haters in his way if he can if he can break past Hater, then uh, in his way. Then he can yeah. win it. I mean, he is very good. Like Mets fans, you need to understand he's he's very good. I know they're mad about like what happened in 2019, but you need to understand he was still pretty good in 2019. And in 2020, you got to see like a glimpse of who you traded for. Like the Edwin Diaz in 2020 is like that's the guy they traded like half their farm system for like, that's the elite level relief pitcher that they sent the King's ransom for. Like, that's what they picked up. And if he can just build on that great 2020, he had, I mean, he's definitely a candidate to take that uh, award from Josh Hader. I do like Edwin Diaz a lot. I'm also a supporter of him and I have proof because I got really excited Last deadline, when the race had called about Edwin Diaz at the trade deadline, I was losing my mind thinking we almost got him. I'm sad we didn't, but it's fine. You know what? Any team would be lucky to have Edwin Diaz. And Mets fans, you should be uh, especially hoping that he can have a great year this year because Jared Kelnick is looming very close in the uh, – Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, uh, for the Mariners, probably going to come up this year. And uh, probably going to do some great things, but I've got Edwin Diaz. He's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, obviously, well into the future, he's going to be a phenomenal player. But uh, I've got Edwin Diaz taking home NL Rookie of the Year. You've got Josh Hader. Um, Pretty solid picks there. Okay, NL Manager of the Year and NL Comeback Player of the Year. Um, We can get through these kind of quick. At least manager. There's not too much to say about managers. It's usually just given to yeah. the manager of a playoff team, kind of at random. Players, managers, I, I know. Way, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just manager of the year is always a, a weird award because, first of all, they they vote on it before the postseason. Right. So anything, anything the team does, like have a great run, like it doesn't count. So that kind of kills it. So you have to go off of 
kind of regular season and I guess storylines. So that kind of kills the the excitement of that award, in my opinion, because if they waited till the entire season was over and there was maybe like an upset in the playoffs or like a great storyline, they'd give it to that manager, you know, like in 2019, great example. They gave it to the Cardinals manager, Mike Schilt, when Dave Martinez led a wild card team nationals to win it all. You would think he should have won it, but Lo and behold, the Cardinals manager won it. Well, you know, typically they give it to a player's manager, a guy that's just friendly guy in the clubhouse, um, with the exception of guys like Kevin Cash, obviously, who are baseball masterminds and uh, and win it based on that. But with that, uh, with that said, player managers typically winning it. I'm going to go with Jace Tingler, the Padres manager, as my manager of the year kind of just random to be honest okay. i mean i mean the padres are going to be great this year they're going to win 90 plus games they're going to make the playoffs probably as a wild card assuming that the dodgers don't completely underperform but uh padres they make won't. the playoffs give their manager um give their manager the award i guess i don't even know i mean manager of the year is just a, I, I don't know who to give it to because i can't go off of the postseason I have to go off kind of maybe who who worked the hardest to get to the postseason, Jeez. like maybe who had to deal with the most, I guess. Maybe maybe Mike Schilt because I have his team winning the division by like two games and making the playoffs at 83 wins. So I'll, I'll give it to him just because of my bracket. Scrappy. Gritty manager. There you go. I Old ain't, school whitey ball. You ever see that? You ever see that clip of him like yelling at the umpire not to talk to his player like that? You asking me if That's I've seen video. videos of Mike Schilt yelling? Of course I've seen him. <laughs> Yairo Munoz. Don't talk to my don't clip. talk to my player like that. Jeez. He was calling for time. He's fiery. When he needs he to is. be. I mean, he's a soft old man, <laughs> just newly wed. Oh, he's fiery. You see the way he yells at those players in post post game playoff advancement. And he's the he's the man and he Randy, needs to be. Randy or Rosarena live streaming that. Jeez, that's the highlight of his career. I mean, he was never mentioned after <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. Yeah, he, uh, he got traded or something. No, he's out of baseball by now, probably. Okay, oh, so yeah. uh, who's your NL manager of the year? Oh wait, no, you already did. You already mention it. I don't think you did. Yeah, I said Mike Schilt. Oh, you are going with Mike Schilt. I just went with Mike Schilt. Oh, I yeah, thought you were talking not? theoretical we'll there. I feel like he's the only one I can pick. I don't want to pick Dave Roberts because he's just going to have a great team. I don't want to pick Tingler because we like we already know they're going to be good. I don't want to pick the Mets manager. I don't know his name. But I don't want to pick him because, yeah, Rojas, because the expectations are already there. And the Braves manager, I don't want to pick him either. So I just went with Mike Schilt because the, his team has the most to work for in the entire five teams that are here. When's the last time a manager of a non-playoff team won manager of the year? I don't Has sure. that even happened? I'm going to go ahead and – I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and look it up. Or you can. I'll race you. I can't. We can both. Um. Oh, they – Paul Molitor. 
wins? Oh no, they made the playoffs. My bad. Never mind. Major I League forgot Baseball they made the seventeen. Did um, someone not make the playoffs? They've only been handing it out since '83. It looks like. Yeah, '83. I don't think they and... have. No, it's always given to playoff teams. No. Did the Rangers make the well? The Rangers made the playoffs in two thousand four. I mean, I'm looking to, that they were third place in the AL West. Okay, they did. It must be that they always give it to a a winning team. Oh wait a minute! The Rangers didn't make it in 04. They didn't. No, because back then the wild card was just a single team. Joe Girardi. So the Rangers missed it. Yeah, Joe Girardi won it in two or 2006 for the Marlins, who finished so they, fourth in the East. In 2006? That's interesting. That definitely that definitely means he missed. So they do give it away to... Okay, so they give it away to other teams, but like... I don't, what gives? Why don't we do that anymore? It's no weird. clue. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's a weird award. It's a stupid It doesn't award. affect much anyways. <laughs> I don't know why we give an award to the manager when it's the entire roster that is the reason they're winning. Does the manager okay. get, I guess, maybe an incentive oh, the on the contract? Oh, you know, you, you took this guy out in the eighth inning and you get a reward because you you made the right move. An extra $25,000 on your contract. That's okay. A lot of money for uh, you, that is a lot. For us, it is at least. But uh, I think for most people, <laughs> well, yeah, unless you're a guy who's making a few million dollars a year, then it's not that much. Unless you unless you're like some YouTuber playing Among Us right now, you're probably wanting twenty five thousand dollars, right? No, it's a lot of money. Yeah. OK, uh, let's go ahead and move on to NL Comeback Player of the Year. Um, this one was kind of easy. It, it came to me pretty quickly. Uh, I'm just going to say it, Christian Yelich, really? I feel like. I mean, Yelly had okay. a down year by yeah. his standards last year. By no means was it a bad year. He still had like a like a 113 WRC+, plus, which is uh, which is good, but he was not even near the Christian Yelich that we'd seen in 2018 and 2019. But I think that people uh, are now down on him and like sliding him way down. Uh, top players in baseball lists just because of a fluke season. And uh, I think that he can get back to maybe like a 140, 150 WRC plus this season and, uh, and prove those doubters wrong. Yeah. I got to go with Yelich also. Um, I mean, pretty simple pick. He definitely has the most to come back from because now all the doubters are, are in front of him you know, he had these great last, he had those great two seasons and then 2020 hits. And all of a sudden, you know, he kind of takes a, a, a barely, it was a decline when it wasn't as bad as, you know, people are saying it was, but you know, he's definitely got a lot to prove. He has to make sure that people still recognize him as one of the best, you know, players in, in the game, basically in the national league as well. Um, it's not it's not gonna be easy, obviously, but I'm sure he can do it. He's definitely shown it before. He's a great, great player, and uh, all he needs is just the opportunity, and he's getting it. Um, that's really about it. He's just he's still a good player. He just needs to prove it again. 
Well, is he your pick to win comeback player of the year as well? Yep, he is. Oh, good. We're on the same page. Is that the first time we've agreed on something here? I think it is. Um, I think so. Yeah. Uh, looking back on it now, it looks like it. So, uh, yeah, we don't have to spend too much time on that. Let's go ahead and jump into the American League. And uh, I've got two players on the same team winning the two major awards, MVP and Cy Young, uh, and Manager mm. of the Year, actually. So three of the big awards okay. I have all going to the okay. same team. And uh, I was looking back over this, and every pick that I have is from the same division also, which is interesting. Oh, man. Complete, complete coincidence. I was not planning on doing this. But uh, let's I go ahead. I know what's going on now. You do. I, think I you have definitely an idea. Do. What's your... Oh, man. Let's go what ahead and jump into uh, ALMVP. I'm going with the man Aaron Judge out in New York. Uh, healthy season Aaron Judge. I mean, he's going to be a menace, and uh, he's going to do great things, and uh, I think he can win MVP this year. Aaron Judge, that's like the the dark horse pick because we haven't seen him healthy in, in four years. But if he is healthy, it's like a top five player in baseball. Like, he's really good if he's healthy. It's just he has to stay healthy. And that's kind of part of the reason why I didn't pick him. I definitely think he has the chance, but with the health, it, it was it's just hard for me to fully pick him, you know? But I definitely understand the, the reasoning because even when he wasn't healthy, he's still putting up amazing numbers. If he's just healthy for a full season, that's really scary. And I think that if he if he were to this year, he definitely could win it. But I, at least for me, I didn't pick him just because of the injuries and – I just don't know if I if I can fully trust him being healthy yet. So that's part of the reason why I didn't pick him. Did you happen to go with the the easy answer here? I did. I went with Mike Trout. Boring. I went with Trout because it's it's the easy pick. I know I'm boring, but hey, he's the best player in baseball. How can you not pick him? He's just a great player. He's a great great hitter. You don't have a hitter's that hit like Trout. No one hits like Trout. Mike Trout is literally going to go down as one of the best hitters we've ever seen play this game. Like no one except maybe the great Barry Bonds. We haven't seen someone hit like Trout since him, really. And it, it's it's going to remain that way. He's not on a decline at all. The 60-game season did not affect him at all. He's going to be just fine. Trout has shown zero zero, zero possibility or chances of decline. Like he's not declining. If anything, he's kind of getting better in some areas, which is scary. So like I have to pick Trout because he's just the best player in the game. Trout's the man, and uh, he has been for the last nine, ten years. I mean, yeah, you said it best. He's one of the best hitters of all time already. And certainly when he retires, will go down as one of the best players of all time. So uh, you're going safe pick. I'm going with maybe a bit of a wild card with judge, but uh, yeah, I've got trout coming in as runner up. So I'm not discrediting or I've got, yeah, I said trout coming in at runner up. So I'm not discrediting his greatness or anything. I just think that a uh, healthier and judge is, uh, is going to be really, really solid this year. So let's move on to A.L. Cy Young. 
where uh, I said I've got from the same team, and when you connect the dots, yeah, I mean it's pretty we easy to know. Uh, Davy Garcia is my pick person. for AL Cy Young. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Garrett Cole is my pick for AL Cy Young. <laughs> you like that one, huh? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Jonathan Loisaga oh, is my pick for American League. Jonathan Loisaga. Oh, man, that would have been crazy. No, you would not expect that fans one. Would have, bro, Yankee fans would have stormed the comments after that. Jeez, no. Man. Uh, Garrett Cole. I also, I also have Garrett Cole, too, so this – we, we don't need to say much about him. We both know how good he is. Garrett Cole, yeah, best strikeout pitcher, uh, starting pitcher in baseball, and arguably the best pitcher in baseball, and had one of the best seasons of all time in 2019. Everybody knows how good he is, and he's going to be, you know, pitching in a full season again. Last time he pitched in a full season, he was unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, it's exciting. He's going to do great things this year in the Bronx on a on a playoff team. Yeah, he definitely was still solid in 2020, even with the shortened season. And Yankee fans definitely got to be excited because they're finally going to be be able to go back to games and they're going to be able to finally see their 324 mil man in person pitching now, which is going to be super fun. Um, the Yankees already are a super loaded team and their rotation is led by this guy and a couple other studs. I think it's going to be fun, but I mean, it's hard to go against Garrett Cole. He's just so good. That 2019 season was unbelievable. I still can't believe they didn't give him the Cy Young. It makes me angry, but he's just such a great pitcher. And it's hard to, like I said, it's just hard to pick against him. He's going to be fantastic in a full season. Right. We're on the same page with that. Um, I mean, imagine how electric it's going to be. Maybe not this year. I'm not sure how capacity is going to work once we get to October, but at least in 2022, Garrett Cole pitching in the playoffs at Yankee Stadium is going to be like oh, unreal to watch. I mean, that's just that'll be something special. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That would be that. Even if it's a little, even if it isn't full capacity, it's still going to be great to hear the crowds going nuts in playoff games again. Right. Yankee Stadium's electric place. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, this one I felt like was kind of easy to pick, or at least it was easy to narrow down the candidates. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead here yeah. with, uh, I'm gonna go ahead here with uh, Orioles outfielder, I guess Ryan Mountcastle, as my American League okay. Rookie of the Year. I don't, you know, I don't see a lot of people bring him up, but I feel like they should. You hear Kelnick a lot from people. 
Yeah, you hear I you hear a lot of Kalanick and a lot of Randy. You do. It's, e- it's either one or the other with people. But I don't hear people crediting Mountcastle because he had a pretty solid 2020 rookie year. Obviously, it, the stats were pretty inflated, but he's still going to be pretty good anyways. Like, he, he had great numbers. It was a short sample size. He's not going to put up anything similar, but I do think he's going to be pretty solid. I like the pick because, honestly, not many people are bringing him up, and obviously the Orioles are going to be bad. <laughs> Unfortunate. I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but the Orioles are going to be really bad. But at the bright side, they're going to get to see this young stud in their infield. Uh-huh. And you get to see Rutschman soon, too. So, I mean, the Orioles have got oh they've yeah, got, that's gonna got some be... stuff to look forward to in the next couple of years. They've got oh, a yeah. decently bright future. They're not they're, – oh. They're going to get back to being a – they'll be back to being somewhat solid in a couple of years, honestly. Yeah. I they mean, just got to make – get some pitching. That's really their weakness. They just don't got the pitching. They really don't. Uh, they have some, if they, some guys. If they got – if they – they need to develop their young pitching prospects or they need to acquire some better, like, pitchers in the free agent or trade market – because they already have pretty solid young core they can build around in like two to three years. But like, it's been like, I don't know, like two weeks since we, we made the recording of the, like the Orioles or like the AL preview. I still can't name a pitcher on the Orioles except like Wojciechowski. Like I still don't know any of their pitchers. I don't even think John Wojciechowski is on the team. I think Asher Wojciechowski is a Yankee. Oh, look at me. Okay, then I know John Means, and that's it. I really don't know any pitchers on that team, and that's a problem. That's re- that's a pretty big problem. Baltimore, get pitching. Figure it out. Let's get go. Get some pitching. Get some pitching and build around Mountcastle, Rutschman, and Mancini, and you'll be fine. Call up Grayson Rodriguez and go get Max Scherzer Ooh, on the yeah. free agent market. Get Walker Bueller in a couple years. Oh, just Jesus. Figure it out. Oh, man. Can you imagine Scherzer just – in Even Baltimore. if the Nationals aren't good in 2021, he signs with the Orioles of all teams. Gross. I feel like he'll go to a team man. where he can win another. Well, I don't know. He's already got his ring. I don't know if he'll bring hungry. He'll be. He already he'll got his re-sign. ring. He waited a long time. I say he resigns, but I'm sure if he even like sniffed the open market, like half mm-hmm. the league would somehow call him. I mean, yeah, he's going to be uh, a hot commodity this winter. So uh, I'm going right Mountcastle for AL Rookie of the Year. I have an idea of who you're going with, but you haven't told me yet. I'm not sure who it is, but uh, why don't you tell us who your AL Rookie of the Year is? I haven't. Well, I feel like it's, at least to raise Twitter, it's going to be controversial because all I've done is talk about how he's not going to do that well, how the postseason was like, doesn't matter now and how like he's not as good he's gonna be regressing but screw it i'm in a good mood and tomorrow's opening day randy. i'm going with randy Arozarena for american league rookie of the year all right a fraud unbelievable postseason of the year. unbelievable postseason He's not going to play like that, obviously, but he's still good enough to be a starting outfielder on any team. He's going to give you solid hitting. He's got great speed. He can steal around the bases. I mean, he's just a great player. To me, he's like the, he's going to be like 
this race teams like BJ Upton, like that speedy outfielder that mashes the ball sometimes. Like you look at like different generations of, of teams franchises. There's always like specific guys that you can like point out. A Rosarena is going to be like this like Ray's saga is like BJ Upton. He's going to be that fast, speedy outfielder that can hit the ball hard. And I'm super excited because I really like a Rosarena. I really think he's going to be good. I know I say he's going to regress, but I mean, he is, but that doesn't mean I don't think he's going to be good. I know he's going to regress. I've, I've already admitted that I think he will, but I still think he's going to be a very solid option for the Rays in the outfield. And I'm hoping to get his jersey soon. So let's do it, man. I'm going with Randy. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Uh, he's shown what he can do at the major league level already. And like you said, certainly he's going to regress, but he's still going to be a very, very good uh, MLB player. And yeah, invest in a Randy jersey now. Uh, it sounds like the Rays are trying to lock him up long term. Uh, I mean, I I've know, seen reports of that in recent they, days. They they did talk to him about extension. I don't know how deep in talks they were, but I, I wouldn't mind extending him. Obviously, that, that confirms he'll get traded in a couple of years, but I still got two more years at least. Well, get a jersey now while you can. Uh, I'm going Mount Castle. <laughs> I'm going Mount Castle. You're going to Rosarena. And uh, those are our rookie of the year picks. Uh, reliever of the year. Just got a few more awards here. AL reliever of the year. I had... I had Nick Anderson, but I had I made these predictions prior to him getting hurt. Yeah. So I made these yeah. predictions prior to him getting hurt. So I'm going to go ahead and adjust this and bump up my uh, my runner up uh, Ryan Presley as my AL reliever of the year pick. Ooh. <laughs> I like that pick. I love Ryan. I like Presley. that pick. He's nasty. I like that pick. That's a bold pick right there. I don't think it's too bold. Oh, I think he's he's shown how great he is. And yeah, uh, but not many people are looking at him, man. I don't think I mean, he flies under you, the radar. You're the first person I've you're the first person I've ever seen to even mention him as a candidate. Like no one's talking about Mr. Presley. I mean, he's had some phenomenal seasons in the past few years. Uh I think he's got a, a really good shot at it, especially if Houston uh wins the division, which I think they are definitely the favorites to do this year. I mean, he's a great, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, I'm glad someone's bringing him up because he's a great pit, great reliever. No one's talking about him. And in that, that Houston bullpen where, you know, it's a little bit weaker than previous years, they got to have a good closer. And he's definitely that guy. I like Ryan Presley. That's a pretty bold pick. Well, uh, I'm interested to hear who you pick for AL reliever of the year. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? Well, spoiler alert, it's another boring one. I went with uh, newly acquired White Sox, Liam Hendricks. Um, in my opinion, he's been a top three reliever the last three years, and I don't think that's going to change. I think he's going to continue to be the dominant uh, closer that he was in Oakland. Obviously, he signed with Chicago that got that really uh, confusing, we'll call it, contract at first, but... You can say it. You can say really it. It was good. a bad contract. You can say it. That's a lot of money <laughs> was... for, for a guy that's going to appear in every third game. Let me just say this. They're, they're paying him like he's like Mariano Rivera. Like yeah. I, That might be a stretch, but honestly, I, I don't think anyone should ever pay a reliever like more than 
like five mil should probably be like the limit but paying one like right. the cut like, it's just ugh, i don't know man i'm not a fan of, of spending high on relievers because they're relievers they're not starters starters i understand because you can use them more than one inning but like a reliever it's like two to three innings at most like you're not gonna put them in there for like eight innings one day that's another why would you pay him like that much money if he's not gonna pitch that long anyways that's another cardoma from you common bro Mm. you mean you're on a roll with these takes today i'm just whipping out great takes man certainly anyways Uh, I do think Hendricks is going to be good, though. I do think he'll be good. I think he'll be great, too. I mean, White Sox are going to be really good this year. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people see him as the best reliever in baseball. Um, They'd be wrong to think he's better than Josh Hader, but he's certainly one of the best. Mm. But, uh, I mean, I like that pick. It's hard to argue with that. He's probably the best reliever in the American League. So, uh, good, safe pick. Following your trend of safe picks, and uh, those are our AL. I, I like the safe man. Yeah, safety are... lock. I gotta put my safety lock. Yeah, I mean you can't, you can't uh, get laughed at after the season for picking uh, what seems to be the clear choice. Exactly. So uh, those are our uh, AL reliever of the year picks. Uh, we've got a couple more awards here before we move on to the brackets, and uh, so let's talk about AL manager of the year. This one. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we hate, we hate manager of the year. It's a dumb award. Uh, you know what? I have my pick. Can I go first? Go ahead. Go, go first. I, I already know. I, let me, let me make a, let me whip out a bull take. They're going to vote this guy because, because they just like him. You know, cause he's been, he's a part of the game and crap. Let me I guess, let me guess who you. it is. Let me guess who it is. <laughs> You keep finish describing him and then stop and let me finish and let me guess who you're talking about. No, no, no. The writers are dumb. We already have addressed that, but they're, I I think they're, um, they're bad enough that they would give this guy the award just because, just because of how good he was. Like, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. You're giving it to Mr. DUI himself. I guarantee, bro. You can't tell me that's like the perfect writer's like mess up. Like that's the one you could put a bet money on. They would definitely pick him. I mean, oh geez, man, I didn't so, thought about if they, that. If the White Sox, if the White Sox like make it to like, no, they're if they make the playoffs and they likely will, they're gonna vote for him. I can feel it. I know they are. He's uh, one of the base great minds of baseball, and he guided this young team to the playoffs. I mean, one of the best. He got you. Of all he time. got you. He got you that World Series ten years ago. He did. I mean, he is one of the best managers of all time. Uh, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, but that but doesn't mean you vote for him now. As he, he has it managed in ten years, the game has changed so much in those ten years. It's been ten years. And honestly, and this is like that, the like... worst possible team he could be managing with God. how young and oh, no, 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 no. This and is how bad. exciting they are and flamboyant. Don't know why they picked him. I don't know why they picked them. Weird pick. AJ really Hinch was right there. Take AJ, AJ Hinch. Hinch and Alex Cora. This and was Alex before Cora. Cora got hired. Remember? This is Jeez. this. I mean, it was ridiculous. But I know the writers are going to vote for him because he did. He was great ten years ago, and they just think he's great now. That's just. I know. I'm laughing because I know it's going to happen. Jeez. That's a, probably a good thought process that you got going on right there. I think that. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, come on, it's perfect. You can't ask for like a perfect BBWA mess up than that. It's 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 right there in position. If Chicago makes the playoffs, they're just gonna give it to him. I know it. That's how bad they are. He's got a good shot at it for nostalgia's sake. Um, you're going oh, with yeah, uh, the nostalgia. Yeah, you're going with Larusa. I'm gonna go with the manager of the best team in the American League, Aaron Boone. Um, there you go. That's an, the, another that's guy. The actual manager yeah, of the year. Uh, another guy that's great with the players, and he's on the younger side of managers. Um, you know, former Yankee legend. Uh, well, I shouldn't say Yankee legend because that puts him uh, among the likes of <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth. You put and, him next to Mickey, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead <laughs> and retract that statement. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Aaron Boone, uh, pretty solid manager, I'd say. Uh, I'm going to go him. Uh, I'm going to go with him for my pick for AL manager of the year. I don't know, have that much else to say about him, honestly. Stupid award. Just a, he's a he's a good manager. And he has the best team in the AL. That's that's about it, really. That's how you win an award like that, I guess. Oh, you know why they can give it to him? He, he's he's coming off that like um that like oh, heart, heart surgery thing. he had. Yeah. So yeah. there may be some 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 emotions there might make him pick him. All righty, uh, that's manager of the year, stupid award. We all know. Uh, AL comeback player of the year, final award prediction okay. here. Um, this, this one is kind of interesting. I picked – I'm going to – I'll say who I picked originally, but I'm going to alter it. I had picked Chris Sale, um, but yeah. I, but he's going to be out till the middle of the summer, so I don't think he'll pitch enough to get consideration for that type of award. So I kind of went along the Christian Yelich lines of had a down year last year but is going to bounce back major this year. So I went with, uh, with Carlos Correa for AL Comeback Player of the Year. Ooh, okay. I like that pick. I didn't, I hadn't think I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't thought about him. This is a contract year. They're talking extensions. He's going to have to perform for that contract he wants. I do like that pick. I think it can be a, I think he can, I don't think he was as bad as like people thought he was in 2020. He was all right, but he wasn't. He had a below average offensive season. I don't know. Yeah, but it wasn't like 98 WRC isn't far from 100. Like it wasn't oh, yeah. horrible. Let's, let's call it average. It just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the Carlos Correa we know, and the Carlos Correa that wants to get paid after this season. So I can understand that pick. I can. Awesome. Uh, who's your pick for AL Comeback Player of the Year? Well, I was going to say Sale, but then you brought up how which I didn't think he's going to be out to like maybe at least July. So that doesn't give much time. So I'm going to go a similar route with you with another Houston Astro. This one makes a little more sense in my opinion. That's Jose Altuve as comeback player. Of the oh, year. I thought you were going to say Bregman. No, I'm going with Altuve just solely because he's just a, one of the best second basemen in the game. And 2020 was just, it didn't help him at all. It was a bad year. And then he had those errors in the ALCS. So people just kept talking bad about him when he's still a pretty solid player. Um, he didn't have a good offensive year. Look at all the numbers. It's, he just was not good. Um, 
he hasn't been a good fielder, so you can't really make that argument. He hasn't necessarily been a good fielder ever. It's mostly his hitting, which makes him so, so valuable. So I think he's going to bounce back with that hitting that we normally are used to him having. Um, he's a good hitter, and Tony Tony was just real bad for him. But once again, it was a very small sample size. You can't take it that seriously. I think he'll bounce back, and we'll see the regular Altuve that we're used to. I like that pick. Both of us going with Houston Astros middle infielders. Um, I mean, the Astros, I feel like, are a pretty underrated team in general. A lot of people, I mean, foolish Bailey or foolish baseball, whatever, uh, he didn't even have the Astros making the playoffs, which I thought was absurd. But uh, I think that I have Houston, them winning the division. I mean, I have them winning the ninety-five. Like that's crazy. That's the crazy to me. Yeah, I have. I got them winning like, like high eighties, low nineties. Like they're still good. They're still. I get very they, good. they they're banged up, but they're still pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, clearly not the same team they were twenty nineteen with uh with you know Cole gone and Springer gone and Verlander out still, but uh I mean they still have yeah. a very good pitching staff. Uh, Granky is the ace. He's going I mean, tomorrow for him. They still got McCullers, who they just locked up. They still got a pretty solid bullpen. So uh, they've uh, they still got a really yeah. good squad down in Houston. You know, the more you think about it, like 2019 was like, like that was the year they had to win. Like they are like, you know, they won in 2017. They won it all. But like that wasn't the best team they ever had. The best team they ever had was that 2019 team. Like right. if there was any year where they had to just win it all, it was it was that year because that was like their like 2018 Red Sox team. Like everything was like pretty much perfect. So like mm -hmm. to see the Nationals win it instead of them, it's definitely got to be a disappointment. And to be one game shy of doing what the 04 Red Sox did and not and not going to another World Series, that's got to sting too. So I think Astros fans. Maybe this season makes them, you know, feel a little bit better because they're still pretty good. I mean, they're holding on to their dynasty just like the Cubs are, but uh, they've got some decisions to make in the coming years. So it'll be interesting to oh, see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've got players that still need to prove themselves in uh, upcoming contract years. So uh, that should be interesting. Uh, all that said, uh, comeback player of the years, I've got Correa, you've got Altuve. So Good picks there, and that'll do it for awards. We can go ahead and move on to postseason now, and uh, we shouldn't spend too much time on this, honestly. We've been going, I think, for kind of close to an hour. But, uh, hmm. yeah, so let's go ahead. It does not feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. Time flies when you uh, – It was like 20 minutes. What you love. It does feel like 20 minutes. So let's go ahead and dive into our postseason bracket which I just posted with an incorrect graphic on Instagram, uh, pouting about that. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's fine. It sucks. 2020. That's not fine. what people, that's not what they're going to look at when they see the post. No, they're going to see the the Yankees winning the World Series for me. Sorry to spoil Only... it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. Huh? Let's start in the American League. Mm, let's do it. Uh, my right. my division winners were the Yankees earning the highest seed and facing the winner of the wild card matchup. I've got Houston as the two seed and Minnesota as the three seed. If you listen to our awards uh, or not our awards, our standings predictions episode for the American League, 
I had the Chicago White Sox winning the division, but uh, my opinion has since changed with uh, the injury to Ilo Jimenez. I think that's a honestly a really yeah. devastating blow. I mean, he was going to be a huge part of their offense this year, and I think that uh, that's part of the core. Yeah. yeah so I I jumped the Twins in front of the White Sox there, and uh, so I've got Minnesota locking up the three seed and taking on Houston, and then my two wild card teams. I've got the White Sox hosting the Tampa Bay Rays. So uh, let's hear your field of five teams in the American League. I hate to be a a boring boy, but it's it's the exact same uh, bracket except instead of the Rays, it's the Blue Jays. That's that's the only change for me. I have the Yankees as the first seed. I have the I have the Astros actually as the the second seed. I have the Twins as the third, and then my wild card is the Blue Jays four, and then the White Sox five. Interesting picks. I mean, yeah, I remember you saying you don't have Tampa winning or making the playoffs, which I still think is crazy. But uh, it's- I mean, my okay. Uh, let me let me just say this because race Twitter still hates me. My opinion has changed a little bit. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. They're not going to be as bad as I said like two episodes ago, but they're still not making the playoffs. Interesting that you would say that. They got to prove. They got, this is what I'm saying. It's like the bold take. I, I tweeted this too. Let me find it. I said that if they're going to make it, it's going to be at, because they, here it is. They're going to catch steam in the second half. That's what I'm thinking. If they can catch the second half of the season is probably like by that time, like they know everyone, like they're not calling or sending people down. They already have an idea of what they're doing. They're going to catch steam in the second half and they're going to end up winning like 90 to 95 instead and like make the ALDS. That's the bold take in me, but I still, I I have to, I don't know. It's either going to be that or it's going to be, they're going to miss it. It's one or the other. Interesting. Uh, I've still got Tampa making it uh, as the five seed and playing Chicago in the wild card game. And out of that, uh, out of that matchup, I've got the White Sox taking the one game playoff and advancing to the division series to play the Yankees. And uh, quick run through. Let's just do the entire American League side first. Um, okay. On the AL side, uh, like I said, White Sox moving on to the division series. I've got the Yankees sweeping the White Sox out of the DS. I think that's not even going to be close. Uh, the Yankees are just that good. And then I've got Houston beating Minnesota three games to one. I think the Twins will finally win a playoff game, probably with Maeda on the mound. But uh, after that, I think uh, I think they're kind of screwed. Houston's really, really good. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Well, for mine, I have obviously Blue Jays or the White Sox. Blue Jays hosting the White Sox in the wild card game. Even without Eloy, I've given it to Chicago. Toronto's good, but White Sox are just a little bit better. But Toronto's on the right track, in my opinion. So that makes my two matchups in the DS. Yankees versus White Sox and then Astros versus Twins. Yankees and White Sox, I got the Yankees winning in four games. I I think the Yankees are just so much better. But at the end of the day, I still think the White Sox are at least going to give them a little bit of a fight just because I just think they're they still got a great offense and a decent pitching staff. So I think that's going to keep them in games. But at most, it's just going to be one win for them. And then with Astros and Twins, I know it's hard for people to pick the Twins because every time you pick them, they'd never win. Mm-hmm. I probably should be learning my lesson, but I'm going with the Twins here. Ooh. I think the, the Twins, I think the Twins uh, shock some people here. They're going to win this in five games. This, this, wow. this ALD. This is, a, this is going to go to a game five. And I think the Twins are going to win it. I feel like they may be down like 2-1 and then they end up winning the final two. That's how I see it. I think the Twins are going to shock some people and beat Houston. And my ALCS would be a 2019 uh, rematch in the playoffs, which is Yankees and Twins. And in this matchup, I have the Yankees winning in five. Yankees are just built too well. They're, they're too good right now. It's hard for any team to beat them. And the Twins, they may not make the World Series, but they didn't go winless in the playoffs, in my opinion. So I think this is still a win, but they're still they're still not ready yet. You know, they're still not there. I got the Yankees winning the AL pennant. I'm in agreement with you on that. I've got the Yankees coming out of the AL. I've got them facing Houston in the CS and finally taking them down in the championship series uh, four games to two. So I've got Houston winning a couple games in that uh, league championship series. So we've both got the Yankees coming out of the AL, pretty similar overall uh, playoff picture on that side of the bracket. Let's move on to the NL now where we could be still seeing some similarities. I just had a voice crack. But, uh, yeah, my number one overall uh, seed is clearly the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, My second overall seed is the New York Mets and then the Milwaukee Brewers. So I've got the Dodgers facing the winner of an Atlanta at San Diego wildcard game, and then I've got uh, the Mets hosting the Brewers. Still can't believe you have the Brewers winning that division. Um, my number one seed is the Dodgers. It's not. I don't think that will change for anybody. Uh, my number two seed is the Mets. Um, sorry, Braves fans. The Mets are just better, in my opinion. And then my three, my three seed is your Cardinals, who won their division. By two games. I would rather you not right, pick you're, us you're, to make the playoffs. I don't want to get embarrassed by the Mets. You get you 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 make the playoffs. And then my wild card team is the Padres and the Atlanta Braves. Uh so That's yeah, pretty the, similar, it seems like between you and me, just uh Milwaukee and St. Louis mixed around. We have the same teams except for 
uh, the wild card in the AL and then the central winner. I mean, I just still can't believe you picked the Brewers. What are you doing, man? Dude, Come I'll on. believe it when I see it. I'm You're a, better uh, than that. You're better know. than that, man. I'm I'm hoping the Cardinals win the division. You 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 know that the St. Louis Cardinals are the best team in that division. You know it. I uh, you know it. Yeah, just being a Cardinals fan for the past few years has kind of sucked, and that may sound spoiled of me because they made the playoffs and the championship series in 2019. Right. But uh, I don't know. Cardinals just, fans, I know, are I know what our team is Twitter. like, and I know our offense is. You're, they're gonna really eat weak. you alive on Twitter now. Go ahead. I can already really. see it. I can already imagine the tweets now. People are acting like I'm going to hey, be Car- upset if we end up winning the division. I'm clearly not. I'm going to be happy if we do. Hey, Cardinals fans, I'm on your side. I've been rooting for the Cardinals like this entire uh, the like series we've done. I've got the Cardinals winning the division. They're going to have an 83-1 season, and they're going to have that third seed. I, 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 I just can't see the Brewers being better. I have the Brewers you know, finishing in 500, but – I think just all in all, I don't think it's going to, you know what? I'll say this Cardinals are going to win it in the last like week of the season there. I'll add some boldness to it. They'll take it at the end of the season because that's how bad that the division is that it had to be decided within the final week. But I think the Cardinals are just better suited than the Brewers for a 162 game season. It's crazy. For some people, but I, 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 that's what I see. Rays fans, I'm on your side. David picked you guys to miss the playoffs. <laughs> he, I don't see how he has the Blue Jays being better than you guys. You guys are the defending American League champions. So uh, I don't know what David's talking about with me being anti-Cardinals hey, I, when he's anti-Rays anti for the exact same I explain, I, I explained why I didn't have them making the playoffs. I, I... I remember this going in depth about this, about how they didn't address the offense or the uh, acquisitions to replace the player, the pitchers they lost. They, they're not good, at least not yet. That's, that's my reasoning. They're I need good. to see to believe that's, that's me. That's the exact Mike, same you think thing. Michael Walker, Mike, no, 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 no. There's a difference because the Cardinals, the Cardinals, Okay, let me say this. I think the Cardinals are probably worse than the Rays. I think Definitely I can say are. that and not get attacked. I can say that and not get attacked. But you're trying to tell me that replacing Charlie Morton and Blake Snell with Michael Waka and Chris Archer isn't going to affect your win total? I mean, I'm not trying to say that because clearly it will. But, I mean, you're still a really good baseball team. It's – you guys always pull gonna... random guys out of your farm system and then they end up posting. Hey, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Yourself. I don't want to hear it. You're using devil magic. The Cardinals have been using devil magic for years now. We have devil magic. Clear. You guys have like pixie dust, like demon pixie dust. I don't even know what's going on with our two franchises. We've got some, uh, some demonic stuff. It's like a balance. It's like a bit of a balance. That's all it is. It is. Uh, well, We've both set our National League fields here. Uh, I've got the Padres coming out of the division series to have an all NL West. Uh, or did I say division series? I meant the wild card, beating the Braves in the wild card um, to set up an all NL West division series with the Dodgers. And uh, from there, I've got the Dodgers beating the 
Padres in four games, no, five games. I think that'll be a very good series. And then I've got the Mets sweeping the Brewers out of the division series up top. So I've got a Mets Dodgers championship series. So let's hear yours. So in my wild card, uh, obviously I had the, uh, I had the Padres hosting the Braves and I'm taking the Padres. I feel like that should be obvious. I don't need to get into that. Braves are good, but Padres are just a little bit better. So that makes my final four in the NL for the division series, Dodgers versus Padres and then Mets versus Cardinals. The Dodgers and the Padres is going to go to five games. It doesn't matter who wins. I guarantee you it's going to five games. That's a great series. I'll take the Dodgers for now. My, my choice may change depending on how the regular season against those two go. But for now, I'm going with the Dodgers strictly because in the past, they're still better they fought. They played each other in the playoffs last year. The Padres got swept. They're not getting swept this time, though. It's going to five games. I can guarantee you, if they meet in the division series, that's going to five games. But for now, I have the Dodgers taking that one. And then Mets versus Cardinals. They're, the Cardinals get swept. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, I was don't gonna say, don't give us that. a win. Cardinals. Bro. No, no, no. I didn't give you one. I made sure to it. The Mets. The Mets sweep the Cardinals. Cardinals fans get a nice uh, three postseason games, but unfortunately, they're just they weren't ready to play the Mets. That's about it. So that makes my NLCS matchup: the Dodgers and the Mets. Feels like a classic like '80s or '90s postseason matchup. But I have the Dodgers winning in six. Um, the Mets are still a good team, but. It's the Dodgers are just so good. They they could beat anybody. It doesn't matter. The Dodgers are just really really good. They they're gonna best the Mets pretty hard. I think the Mets they're gonna they're gonna fight hard. It's not like the Mets are gonna get killed. I have them winning two games. I I could probably see this series going like a two two tie before it ends in six. That's what I'd say. Um, just a great this is a great matchup. I like these two matchups, but. I just got to, I got to give it to the Dodgers. So that makes my world series matchup. Surprise, surprise. It's Yankees and Dodgers. I've got the same thing as you. I've got the Dodgers taking down the Mets in the championship series. Passing bomb. What happened with Jeff? As the hours melt away, Francisco Lindor and the Mets are no closer to a contract extension. No new discussions, no workshopping proposals. Just a staring contest between the all-star and the organization. Wow. Hmm. Mets offer is parked at 10 wow. years, 325 million. Lindor has not come off his counter option or counter offer for a dozen years and more than 50 million more. Of course, this can change in an instant, but to this point, neither side is engaged and the opening day deadline Lindor set is now here. Uh, Mets fans, uh, Mets you guys fans. are going to lose the championship oh. series and lose Lindor after, uh, and lose after that Lindor. happened. So uh, oh, there man. you go. I've got the Dodgers in the World Series as well. I've, I've wow. got that going seven games, that championship series, though. And uh, that means both of us have a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. You heard me say I've got the Yankees. 
And uh, I'm sticking with that. I think the Yankees are incredibly good. I think they have the best offense in baseball, probably. And uh, an extremely good pitching staff, both rotation and bullpen. It's going to be hard to beat them in a seven-game series. I've got that going seven because if anybody can beat them, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. So um, why don't you give us your final predictions uh, for the Fall Classic 2021? Fall Classic is the classic matchup, Dodgers and Yankees. I'm giving it to the Dodgers. I say they win in six, and they repeat as champions in the World Series. I say they're going to beat the Yankees in six games. They're a very good team. Um, Yankees are going to put up a fight. It's not like it's going to be just a you know one-two fight. I think it's going to be pretty close, but... I think at the end of the day, the Dodgers are just a better team to pick. They're just better equipped. And it's just really hard for me to see the Dodgers lose to any team in the playoffs. They're just so good. And they still are. They haven't, they barely got worse, if at all. So it's just hard to bet against the Dodgers. I'm sorry. I agree. I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, in a seven game series, you would have to face Kershaw, Bueller, and Bauer th- uh, twice each, and then probably David Price once, or uh, maybe Julio Arias makes a spot start or something. I mean, their rotation and pitching staff is insanely deep, and uh, they've got so much talent uh, in all aspects of the game. Uh, I think if it ends up being Yankees-Dodgers in the World Series, I think that would be one of the best World Series that we've seen in the 21st century at least or that I can remember, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've both got Yankees Dodgers in the world series. Um, I mean, it's going to be such an exciting MLB season. Uh, and I mean, I'm really excited as a Cardinals fan. Uh, Arenado is going to be starting at third base on opening day tomorrow. Jack Flaherty is going to be on the Hill and Dylan Carlson is going to be out in right field. So, I mean, I've got a lot to be excited for the Rays. have got a lot to be excited for hey, me too. Yeah, get to watch Glass now pitch again. Get to see all the the guys back: Meadows, Randy, Brandon Lau. I mean, it, it's it's gonna be fun to see it. We and we're starting off with the Citrus Series against the Marlins, which is fun. It's different because usually it's like a division rival. This time it's gonna be a more of a a city rival, which is always fun. Right. Uh... Did you, didn't you guys play Pittsburgh on opening day in 2019 or was, were you supposed to play him last year on opening day? Um, I believe we were, I think that was the opening day schedule before COVID. Hit, yeah. That's what I figured. Cause I think 2019. Yeah. I went to 2019. We played the Astros. Well, the, the Cardinals that's get a, to funny. body Luis Castillo in the, uh, in the reds tomorrow. Hmm. So uh, that it's should bold. be fun to watch. Yeah, bold prediction. Um, with all that, do we have said, any bold takes? Do we have any bold takes before opening day? Bold takes before opening day. Um, just something. Just spit it out. Anything at all. Just spit it out. Uh, it doesn't have to, to be mind. logical. Just, just extremely. You know what? Screw it. Shane Bieber throws a no hitter. Boom. There's Bieber, the boldest tomorrow, take tomorrow on opening day. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on opening day at 1.10 p.m. Eastern time, he's going to throw a no-hitter against the Tigers. Write it down. All right. There's the uh, boldest take of the evening. Bold prediction. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton hits a walk-off three-run home run against uh, the Blue Jays okay. tomorrow. 
exactly at um, uh, 4.19 p.m. Eastern time. Ooh. Uh, bold prediction. Clayton Kershaw hits multiple home runs against the Rockies with no DH. He's going to make Whoa. sure it doesn't matter. Are we going with like hot take, hotter take, hottest take? I'm just going with the craziest ideas right now. How about this one? Okay, here's a – I got one. I got one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Someone's going to win on a balk. A balk. A a There's going to be a ball, a walk-off balk. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I like the the Bieber no hitter one, so I'll leave it. I'll leave it with that's, another that's, take that's... there. I'll leave it with. All right. Kershaw hits two home runs, but in that same game, I'm gonna say, uh, crap. No, what, what, what what player do I want to pull? What do I want to pick? Let's say Ryan McMahon hits three home oh, really? runs in that game tomorrow for the Rockies. Ooh, Ryan McMahon. You got what about Sam Hilliard? I like him. Sam Hilliard's gonna hit two by himself. There will be a total of 18 home runs between the two teams, Rockies Dodgers. Oh that's ridiculous. What'll be the final score? Happen. Uh 18 home runs. No, it uh, it's bold though. 25 combined runs between the two teams. So let's say 14 to 11 bold. Dodgers. All right, that works. I like that. I got a semi-bold take. Um, Francisco Lindor hits a home run in his Mets debut. Just and like looks Robinson up, Cano and looks up to the ago. owner's booth and flips off uh, Steve Cohen for not paying him four hundred million dollars. Hey man, oh he is the greatest God. shortstop of all time who ever lived. He deserves oh any money. A Rod who? Yeah, A Rod who? Cal Ripken who? Who's I mean, A Rod? No idea. Cal Ripken, who are you guys? Okay. You, uh, you... <laughs> uh, it's getting a little late. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, I'm not going to edit this podcast tonight. I will do that tomorrow uh, sometime in the late morning, early <laughs> it's afternoon. It's way too late. It's, uh, yeah, it's past 1030 <laughs> PM Eastern time here, and I've got school tomorrow morning. So I am not going to stay <sighs> up and, uh, and edit this podcast. But uh, that means that if you're listening to this, you will be listening to it either on opening day or afterwards. Um, if it's the former, then happy opening day. And uh, I hope that whatever team you're a fan of wins the World Series this year, of course, unless you're a Cubs fan. You know what? I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. Any final words uh, before we uh, sign off here? Um. I hope everyone has a, as they're watching this, I hope everyone has or had a great opening day. I hope all their teams uh, have a great first game. Even if you win or lose, as long as you try hard, that's all that matters. It's never over till the third out in the ninth. Um, I hope everyone is happy and healthy on an opening day. I don't want to see any gruesome injuries. I hope everyone just has a nice, clean first day of baseball in front of crowds finally get to go back to games and we finally get to have a bit of some normality after this very difficult uh last year that everyone had of course uh the the end is near the light at the end of the tunnel is approaching fast so uh 
Thank you, uh, as always, uh, for listening, everybody. And thank you again, David, for joining us for a third episode here. And um, I'm assuming that you'll be on for future episodes uh, one way or another, whatever we end up talking about. But uh, this probably won't be the last time you're on. So uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for listening and taking some time out of your day to uh, listen to us talk baseball, which is something that we both love doing and uh, we'll probably never stop doing whether uh, even if we stop doing this podcast, uh, baseball is still a passion of ours. And uh, yeah, so thank you for sticking around with us and listening to Sabercast episode 10. And uh, I will see you guys in episode 11, whenever that may be. So uh, see you guys.